Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. What's up, football fans? Welcome into another episode of the Milkman Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Red, and I'm joined as always by Casey. Mon- Sunday Night Football just wrapped up. Was uh, probably the game of the uh, game of the week, right, Casey? Eleven to ten, a lot of Jeez. fantasy points scored in this game, right? So I was on my way back from uh, Monterey this uh, this afternoon, and so I had to watch the end of the games, the afternoon games on Red Zone. Then we watched the Sunday night game in the car on my iPad, and yeah, man, like that was a shitty game. That just was not fun. But the Broncos somehow eked it out there at the end. Actually, I was kind of happy because I think it's. Is it you that I'm playing? Who is it that I'm playing? I'm playing someone that's got Jeff Wilson, and he got negative two on that last fumble, like the last touch of the game or whatever. So I was like, all right, all right. I'm only behind by 10 going into Monday Night Football, and I think I've got one guy going. I can't remember. I am not playing you in any leagues. Yeah, it's not you. You have Jeff Wilson in another league. I'm getting it mixed up. But, yeah, I'm playing against someone that had him, and so I was like, oh, okay. I think that was my uh, – it's the Superflex league that I'm I'm doing. Uh, it's like one of the only leagues I'm I'm in that you're not in. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, we had an interesting day of football today, though. We had uh, some some guys that finished at the top like we normally see. So, like, you know, starting at the quarterback spot, Lamar Jackson finishes as the number one fantasy QB. Again, 41 points. Let's go, baby. Threw four touchdowns. Also had the – 107 yard rushing down, 11 carries and a rushing touchdown. I mean, I'm looking at his three totals week one, 20 points, week two, 50 points, week three, 40 points. This guy's a league winner. Yeah, he's uh, good at football. Jalen Hurts at number two, Josh Allen at number three. And both of these guys, though, still like we're talking about Lamar Jackson scoring 41. Jalen Hurts was number two and he scored 28.3. So even though he had a great day, Lamar Jackson really is just far ahead of the pack today at QB. But Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence finishes at number four. Definitely someone that we've been talking about lately as a riser through three touchdowns today. Joe Burrow, nice bounce back day. Derek Carr finishes at number six. Geno Smith is somehow here at number seven. Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones left with an injury. We'll maybe get to that. Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Brissett at number 11. That's from Thursday night's game. And then Mahomes finishes as QB 12. Right out of this top group. Like, obviously, we got the top three guys, Jackson, Hurts, Allen. These were three of the top quarterbacks taken in fantasy. But I think Trevor Lawrence is one that we're going to see up here in this group a little more often than we're used to seeing him. He's got that number one overall potential. He's got the receivers. Coaching seems to be working right now. He's He might be a locked-in QB1 the rest of the season. Uh, he could definitely hover around that spot. Jacksonville always kind of finds themselves in pass-first situations. Um, definitely this week they got off got off the hook you justin herbert was banged up so um good for lawrence though did put up a good game again somewhat yeah they're okay against the pass but um he does have philly houston and indianapolis and the giants and denver coming up so uh, not not an easy schedule but definitely you know it is tough so We'll see what he can do moving forward, but he's definitely hitting all of his weapons. And, you know, maybe he is just one of those quarterbacks that elevates the players around him. I mean, Christian Kirk's just been playing out of his mind lately. So um, James Robinson as well, man. I mean, we'll get to these other guys as the episode goes on. But 
Um, I think you can for Trevor Lawrence just just for the situation that he's always in, you know, always trying to pass first to play catch up. Uh, yeah, you can treat him around that Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, you know, that quarterback 12, 13 area. They did win 38 to 10 today, and he still was a decent fantasy quarterback. I don't think he's so uh, completely reliant on just playing catch up. He looks like he could be good, even just like on a, on a, I mean, last week they beat the Colts 24 to zero, but he didn't do a whole lot. You know, he had nice, a nice stat line, 235 and two touchdowns, but that, you know, only got him like 16, 17 fantasy points. Even today, 23.42. It's a good day. It's a very good day, but that's not like some outstanding. Yeah. So I think he can still sustain it, uh, even if they're not playing catch up. We'll, we'll obviously get to him more we'll during the week, but he's someone that I'm interested in. I think we know Gino's not going to finish up here. Ryan Tannehill, yeah. probably not. Mac Jones looked like he left with a, like at the very end of the game, looks like a high ankle sprain or something is what they're saying. So that one could keep him out a couple weeks. I would expect it to actually, but we'll got to wait to get more information. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett, it's a little uh, it's a little high for him most of the time, too. Um, Mahomes will certainly bounce back, too. He's still in the top 12 for QBs, but he's not usually going to finish 12. Um, the next group, Jameis Winston is number 13. Aaron Rodgers at 14. Kyler Murray is the one I've been disappointed in so far this season. Yeah, he's, he's been good. hurtful. Yeah, he's down here at 15. Mariota at 16, Matt Ryan, Mitch Trubisky, Tom Brady all the way down here at 19. He's another disappointing fantasy QB. He's missing a lot of guys, though, on the offensive line and all receivers and everything, so it kind of kind of makes some sense. Jared Goff at 20, Baker Mayfield at 21, Justin Herbert, obviously with the rib injury. We're going to probably give him a bit of a pass this time. Tua mm-hmm. finishes all the way down here at 23. He did leave the game today with a... Well, it was like a back injury, but it was a concussion, but then it wasn't a concussion. Did you see the play? Yeah, man. It was just... Well, they said, like, when he fell, you know, like, he looked like he hit his head real bad on the turf. And then he got up and he was walking and he kind of stumbled. It looked like his legs were just crumbling underneath him. But they were saying that was more to the because of the back injury than the uh, than the head injury. I don't know. Like, the NFL is already saying they're investigating it because it looked a little fishy. But against Buffalo, yeah, we kind of figured that he wasn't going to have a great game. So wasn't surprised to see this. The fact that he was hurt makes sense, too. And then Matthew Stafford's all the way down here at 24. He only threw the ball 25 times today. I think that I read somewhere that was like the lowest amount of passes he's thrown in a game in several years. Um, and then I guess let's rattle off a few other ones. Davis Mills, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz is all the way down here at 27 after being... Hold that one. Yes, you did. Jamie G's here at 28. Justin Fields at 29. I'm just... Ugh. He's, it's yeah, ugly for Dan. him, man. It's ugly for Dan. him. Rap. Um. Yeah, Flacco's over here at 30. That's basically everybody. He's so. the best. Yeah, um, someone actually asked me today, too. They had a really bad QB situation going into today. It was between, like, Flacco and Daniel Jones and, like, one other pretty lower-tier quarterback. And then I was just like, man, I think your best bet's Flacco just because they throw the ball so much. And he threw it 52 times today, 285, but no touchdowns, two interceptions. Not a good day. So, sorry, Sebastian. Um, yeah, so out of the second group, though, like kind of, you know, that's a big second group there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a little lower than I think we'll see. Kyler Murray should do better than this. But yeah, he's concerning me, man. A lot of these other guys slotted in right where we expect them to. You know, you see like Mariota at 16, Matt Ryan at 17, Jared Goff at 20, Baker at 21. I feel like that's pretty, pretty much what you'd expect. Maybe Russ Wilson gets a bump. Um, yeah. He's 26. He's off to a really slow start this season, too. But yeah, 
All right. Well, why don't you, uh, why don't you hit us on our running backs because your boy Khalil Herbert's our top running back this week. Let's go, man. That's just more to an injury with David Montgomery, but still, I mean, 157 rushing yards, two touchdowns. He did have two receptions, 12 yards. I mean, he is someone that the coaches did say that fits the offense a little bit better than David Montgomery. So if Montgomery does miss time, if Khalil Herbert is available in the leagues, he's going to be your obvious you know, number one waiver priority. I probably won't be on for the waiver wire ads, but I am just going to throw that, throw that out there, throw at least 35, 40% of your fab dollars at Cleo Herbert. If Montgomery is going to miss an extended period of time, but uh, moving forward though, James Robinson continuing the raise, raise eyebrows, you know, coming off that Achilles injury. So hundred yards touchdown helped me out in several leagues. So hats off to James Robinson, Derek Henry. Welcome back to the top, my friend. 58 receiving yards, 85 rushing yards. So good to see him. You know, he didn't get into the end zone, but still good to see him catching passes. Cordell Patterson, you know, he's always just kind of staying around this top 12. I just keep shying away from him. But he's had he just two really up. big weeks. Yeah, fantasy. he has, man. Yeah, like yeah. week two was a dud, but week one was great. And week two was basically, or week three, excuse me, was just as good as uh, week one. He scored 25.6 in week one in our listener league, 25.3 today. So... Yeah, man, you just got to – I mean, even last week he had 10 touches, which is kind of on the low side for, you know, a lead back. But, you know, today he had 18. Week one he had 25. Got Cleveland next, then Tampa, and then San Francisco. I don't like the Tampa-San Francisco, so his future matchups in the next few weeks don't exactly look promising. But he's, he's, a, he's still a pretty damn good player. Oh, yeah. So moving forward, though, we have Jamal Williams at running back number five. Um, DeAndre Swift did miss some time. It seems like, you know, I think there's more to this ankle injury than, than what they're leading on with DeAndre Swift. Cause I've just been seeing a lot of Jamal Williams and, you know, he's been getting all the goal line carries. So he's definitely someone to pick up and start putting them in your flex. I mean, this is his second double digit touchdown game this year. So, um, definitely if you can't get your hands on Khalil Herbert, I think Jamal Williams, if he's not owned already, pretty sure he is, but if for some odd reason he's floating around in free agency, definitely be picking him up. Devin Singletary, he he's in here. He was just kind of more touchdown dependent, but it's good to see him over here. 24 points. Oh no, I lied. I didn't see the nine receptions today. So in my face, uh, uh. nine catches, 78 yards. So kind of good for him. Um, my uncle Brian was actually talking to me about him and he mentioned that he just kind of wished Devin Singletary would kind of step it up. So 24 fantasy points uh, finishing, uh, running back six this week. It's, it's not bad so far. We already oh, talked yeah. about Nick Chubb. He's at running back seven. Ramondre Stevenson, welcome to the top 12, my friend. Top eight. yards. <laughs> uh, we'll just call it top 12 still. Um, or we can say top 10, make it sound even better, right? But anyways, <laughs> running back one this week. So 100 total yards. He had some receptions. He had the rushing touchdown, 73 rushing yards. So that's good for Ramondre Stevenson. And I did bench him in a couple of leagues, so... Damian Pierce had a nice day, 18.1 points. Melvin Gordon was kind of touchdown dependent. Good to see him jump into the top 12. Uh, we do have a couple running backs playing tomorrow, so he could drop out of the top 12. McCaffrey, 100, 100 rushing yards. Chase Edmonds on the back of two touchdowns enters the top 12. Any of these guys going to finish outside the top 12 next week? What do you think? 
Um, I mean, a lot of this group up here looks good. They looked locked in. I'm really high on James Robinson the rest of the year. I like what I've seen from him. He's that recovery from the Achilles is something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll see Jamal Williams up there again. Uh, Swift was no, a little bit sure? banged up. Not in the top 12. Like, he's, I guess if he's he getting had... the goal line t- touchdowns, I mean, Lions are obviously moving the football. Well, he had know, twenty. I mean... He had twenty carries and then two catches today. But Swift, I know, was injured, and uh, I think he came back. Maybe he wasn't like completely ruled out. He but... did come back. Yeah. So I think that this so... was a little bit just circumstance. I mean, if something happens to Swift, this is what Williams' upside is. So you know, if you like Khalil Herbert, you should like Jamal Williams. Like absolutely. They... Yeah. So if anything, I'd probably pick Williams over Herbert. Just because I like the offense better, the Bears just you suck. can make that you can make case for that. Yeah, um, yeah, we could see Stevenson back up here. Pierce seems to be getting that role locked in with Houston too. It's the back-to-back weeks where he's got the ball like you know close to twenty times or more than twenty times. Uh, Chase Edmonds was here at twelve. He actually was someone that I benched this week. Didn't think he's going to have a good game, but he ends up with. Um, you know, only 21 rush yards, but he had two touchdowns today that kind of bumped him up. So otherwise six carries for 21 yards, usually ain't going to get you in the top 12. So I'll say as Edmonds finishes out here, but yeah, McCaffrey, you know, Melvin Gordon is, is going to have to split time with Javante Williams, but he's got the opportunity to finish up here. But a lot of these guys, I'd say at least three, two to three, or probably two thirds of these guys are in the top 12 most weeks, more often than not. Yeah. So, I mean, your guys aren't going to score big every week anyways, but I mean, as long as they're finishing in the top 24, you know, that's about their average weekly. You really can't expect more. So, but anyways, let's get this party rolling still or keep it rolling. Uh, Brees Hall finished at running back 13, 15.2 fantasy points. Clyde Edwards-Alaire found the end zone again, finished with 14.9. I know he's kind of limited on touches, but as long as... Yeah, he didn't... He had seven carries for zero yards and a touchdown on the ground today. <laughs> yep. He's yeah. touchdown dependent, but man, I mean, as he did catch can't, Kansas City's moving the ball, man. I mean, you got to keep starting them. I mean, I mean, what do you, what else do you do? I mean, it's Pat Mahone's offense. So anyways, uh, Josh Jacobs running back 15 this week, finished with 14.7. Uh, I don't think anybody started Samaje P. Ryan because he only he's only owned in 8.5% of leagues, but he finished his running back 16 this week on the back of a touchdown and a Joe Mixon injury. Dalvin Cook got injured, dislocated shoulder, 96 rushing yards. Kind of helped me out in the league because I am playing against him, so I'm kind of glad he didn't get that 100-yard bonus. Austin Eckler finished with 13.3 fantasy points, eight catches, 48 yards, had five rushing yards. I did, I did though, they were going to kind of wean him back a little bit on touches, so I wasn't fully in on Austin Eckler this year. Um, Najee Harris, 13.1 fantasy points. We already talked about in the recap. Damian Harris, Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette, Jeff Wilson, and Alexander Madison wrap up wrap up the top twenty four. If Dalvin Cook misses an extended period of time, are you picking up Madison? He's the number. Well, one he's owned in sixty three percent of leagues, <laughs> but if if he's out there, are you picking him up over uh, over Herbert, over Williams, over anybody? It would yeah. be Alexander Madison all the way. Yeah. Now, I did read that Dalvin Cook shoulder injury. Should be fine for next week. You might need to wear a harness. The fact that they had that information so quickly was like it must have not. They must have figured out like pretty early on it's not that serious. Um, I feel like it was like while the afternoon games were still going that they said that yeah, Dalvin Cook probably just going to need a harness next week and he'll play. So 
Uh, Madison, yeah, I bet he's not on your most waiver wires unless it's like a really shallow league. But if he is, then yeah, he needs to be your number one priority. It, well, I guess we should see what happens with Cook. You don't want to go spend a bunch of fab on Alexander Madison and then, you know, Cook ends up being the starter for the next you know, what continues to be the starter. And yeah, we're, we're waiting to see. We're waiting to see with Herbert and Madison with the injuries to Montgomery and Cook. Yeah. I think out of this group, yeah, Brees Hall getting 11 targets was interesting. Caught six for 53, had another eight carries for 39 yards. Kind of liked what I saw there. Edward yep, Zolaire, he was kind of more usage-based, you know. Well, I mean, I guess he got the same amount of touches that he typically does. He gets, like, right around, like, 12, 14, 15 touches. Um, actually, I don't think he's topped 12 yet. So, yeah, 12 is kind of his number. Like, he had 10 in week one, 12 in week two, and then 12 today. So that's a pretty good, you know, like, pretty consistent, you know what you're getting. 12 a dozen touches. touches would be nice. Yeah, but he does it through the air, too, so he gets you some points by catching. You know, it's not, you know, and then he'll – Get it, get you a touchdown every now and then. He's got three touchdowns on the year so far. So, um, yeah, P. Ryan, Samaj P. Ryan, not going to be up this high. You know, you don't got to worry about that. Some of these other guys too, like Eckler, Najee Harris, Cook, they all finish as RB twos. They'll they'll be higher later on. And then, um, yeah, I guess we haven't really got to the next group. But I was like, there's some other guys down here that still got some upside. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I don't think we're just continuing down the list. Gibson, he. Saved his day. Touchdown deodorant. I think I'm pretty sure I said that last week for him. Uh, Travis Etienne. It's just, I don't know, man. James Robinson's just that running back that just can run in between the tackles versus Etienne. He's just kind of more get to the outside and, you know, the receiving back. But I uh, just kind of get this feel like Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, James Robinson, Travis Etienne kind of thing going on here. So, um you move on down. Cam Akers had the rushing touchdown, 61 rushing yards. J.D. McKissick finished running back 28 in the back of six receptions, 32 yards, only eight rushing yards. Kareem Hunt, we already recapped on. Javonta Williams finished running back 30. James Conner, 31. James Cook, holy cow, that's a lot of J's in a row. <laughs> he finished with eight fantasy points and pretty much everybody else. Just kind of touchdown dependent. Mark Ingram finished with seven fantasy points, but he scored a rushing touchdown. So a lot of these guys were duds for us. Joe Mixon, uh, J.K. Dobbins was a flop this week. So, um, yeah, I do expect these guys to bounce back. I did call Alvin Kamara a start uh, in one league, told a guy to bench him over Damian Harris, and fortunately he listened to me. So my fault, James. <laughs> uh so. Yeah. Yeah, I think like these guys like uh like Etienne, yeah, like I think he's he's basically showing exactly what I expected. I was like he's not gonna be some RB two kind of guy. He actually had sixteen touches today. It was the most he's had by far, but just didn't do a whole lot with it. But James Robinson's running away with that backfield, so that's that's where I'd be focusing on literally running away with it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Cam Akers had a dozen touches. It seems like his role like he, they're still kind of shaking it out. He seems to be more involved than what he was looking like he was going to be. So there's a little bit of a pulse there. Kareem Hunt should have better games. Javante Williams. Well, Javante Williams has that problem of, if you know, he splits touches with Melvin Gordon, you know, he could finish all the way down here and Gordon can finish all the way up there. This is why I was kind of shying away from him 
kind of saw like potential for this to happen. I'm not giving up on him on the year. He's still going to be good. I'm sure he'll be fine. But I knew that there'd be some weeks where, yeah, he's like sitting here at number 30. Um, but yeah, Naheem Hines, that's another one that's still disappointing. Like he just, all we heard all off season and training camp, he's going to be involved. He's going to be involved. They're going to get him as a pass catcher. And then they're missing half their fucking offense last week and he doesn't do anything. So, uh, I think I'm about ready to give up the ghosts on Naheem Hines, man. Yeah, I'm kind of, I drank from that Kool-Aid too and actually picked him up in a dynasty league and, um, yeah, it hasn't, hasn't looked good so far. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon did say or did leave the game with an ankle injury, so that's something to be concerned about. Um, I think that they the Bengals actually play the Dolphins on Thursday night football. So I actually mentioned Samaj Piran, like not going to really need to worry about him. Maybe this week he'd be worth something, but um, otherwise Joe Mixon, yeah, he got hurt, finishes all the way down here. He'll have better days. Yep. Let's talk about some receivers. Uh, we've got a this top twelve. There is nine unfamiliar faces in the top 12. Let's get this rolling. Yeah, so number one, Devontae Smith of the Eagles. That's wild. And then number two, Mac Hollins of the Raiders. That's even crazier. Marquise Brown at number three. Woot, woot. Been looking for that game. Yeah. Uh, Chris Alave is at four. So we got a rookie over here that's coming off of a, a big week two, another big week three. Amari Cooper, he was on Thursday Night Football, uh, played it finishes at number five Tyler Boyd had a big day had the big touchdown so he's at number six Russell Gage at seven Zay Jones of Jacksonville at eight Devontae Parker filling in for Jacoby Myers had a nice day he's the number nine receiver Romeo they keep saying Dobbs we've been saying dubs but on TV they keep saying Dobbs so I think we're saying it wrong so I'm gonna start saying Dobbs from now on that's Romeo how I've Dobbs. been saying it was Romeo Dobbs I've been saying Dubs I don't know why I've been saying that but well because you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you call it B-Dubs that's probably what it is. That makes sense. See, see, there you go. I got you covered, man. <laughs> um, so he finishes as a number ten receiver. He had a nice day: eight catches, seventy-three yards, and a touchdown. Really took over as that number one receiver in Green Bay today. Um, we'll see if it lasts. Isaiah McKenzie of Buffalo at eleven, and AJ Brown at twelve. So we'll stop there for now because, yeah, Mac Hollins, Chris Olave, Russell Gage, Zay Jones. Devontae Parker, Romeo. I Dodd. vote for all of them to not be in the top twelve like, next week. Yeah, all of these guys are like on the, you know, they just had good weeks this week. Out of all oh, these yeah. guys, which one do you think is the biggest fluke, and which is the one you think could actually like appear here one more time, or maybe over the course of the season? Um, I'll start. I'll uh, start. I'll start. My my okay. my fluke is Mac Collins. Don't think that's going to happen. Between the other guys that they have on that Raider offense, he's not going to get eight catches, 158 yards, and a touchdown anytime soon. He yeah. did have ten targets. That's good. He you know he had a great game, but um, Renfro was out. They're going to get the ball to Waller and Adams at the end of the day more often than not. So I do not expect Mac Collins to be repeating this. If I had to pick one that I think we we can see back in here. I uh, kind of think it could be Romeo Dobbs because they've been talking him up. You know, Matt LaFleur, the head coach of Green Bay, just the other day was talking about, hey, we're going to need Romeo a little bit more this week. So I'm not I'm not, I'm not ready to say, like, I'm planting my flag down and saying he's going to be legit. But I think out of this group up here, he's the one that I could see coming back sometime in the near future. Yeah, um, if anybody's not going to bounce back into this top 12, 
It's going to come down to Isaiah McKenzie and maybe Russell Gage or Tyler Boyd just because of the amount of targets in the offense. Um, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they'll be back. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, they're going to get theirs. So it's going to be hard for Tyler Boyd to, you know, put up another 25-point fantasy game. So um, for someone to repeat, though, it's – I haven't really been real big on Chris Olave, but it's it's kind of hard to argue with someone who's getting 13 targets a game. Plus, Michael Thomas left the game with an ankle injury, so if there's going to be targets available, man, I can't I, I can't argue with 13 targets a game. You know, even if he falls down after he gets touched, he's getting targeted 13 times a game, and you know what, man? Like, wouldn't surprise me to see him jump back into the to the to the 12 even next week. He plays Minnesota, so. Um, Chris Olave is probably someone I can see jump back in here from week to week. He has that home run. He has that home run play potential. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the next group of receivers. Christian Kirk's here at 13. Encouraging to see he's still just been one of the better, most consistent fantasy receivers. Just keep locking him in. You know, every week he does it, he just keeps bumping up the rankings. So last week I was calling him mid high two. Now he's like, mid high two that's right mid high two right mid high two like he's on the cusp of getting like high two low one consideration weekly from me he looked he's looked good so far he's that was one of the better it's funny because everyone's saying oh we got all this money he's not gonna be worth all that and so far like he's he's been one of the better receivers in the league so i'll take it um terry mclaurin's at 14 lavisca chenault of carolina he kind of caught like one bomb and then he caught another decent pass so you know, two passes or two two catches for now. Yeah, we're we're, we're not chasing the we're not chasing those points. Yeah, KJ Osborne's at sixteen. Adam Thielen's at seventeen. So back to back receivers them, there. Yeah. yeah, good to see Thielen jump in here. Right. Yeah, he was off to a slow start. Um, so six catches, sixty one yards, and a touchdown. Nice to see him getting on the board again. Jalen Waddle at eighteen. Cortland Sutton, Traquan Smith of New Orleans. This is at number twenty. 21, we have DK Metcalf. 22, Greg Dortch, who's filling in for some of them Arizona receivers today. Rondell Moore, uh, yeah, Rondell Moore's still out. DeAndre Hopkins is still out. I feel like they were dealing with some other injuries, maybe. Tyler Lockett at 23, and Deontay Johnson at 24. So, out of this group, um, yeah, like we talked about, Christian Kirk, definitely like him. Uh, Waddle will probably, you know, he's a mid-wide receiver, too, this week. He's got that upside to blow up every week he's still you know four catches for 102 yards that's uh if that's a bad day for him i'll take that um i don't know like not a lot of guys in this i guess deontay johnson all the way at 24 maybe gets a has an opportunity to get a little bit of a bump but a lot of these guys kind of finished where i expected them to yep uh you can make a case for cooper cup i know we didn't mention him but he finished with identical points of deontay johnson who finished at 24 so um, you can make a case for Cooper Cup finishing inside the top 24. He'll he'll jump up next week. Um, they just missed on a touchdown. He was wide open on one of the plays. So I don't know if you've seen it or not, Casey, but um, better days for Cooper Cup ahead. It's just, I mean, it was his floor game this week, unfortunately. I mean, he didn't kill you 16 fantasy points. So um, any interest in Greg Dortch until Hopkins comes back cuz he's someone that just kind of keeps hovering around this mid-range wide receiver too. Um yeah, I think at this point you got to start paying attention because he is getting targets. Like he's got 10 of them today, caught 9 for 80. Last week got four passes for 55 and a touchdown, played 71% of snaps. 
in week one plays 91% of snaps, nine targets, seven for 63. Hey, these are usable numbers. Like this is something that you can you can do something with here and PPR too. He's getting that many targets. Oh yeah. So yeah, I scooped him up in a league actually. I think right before the game started today, I just kind of had a feeling that you know, or maybe it was last night. But I was like, oh no, I'll throw a dart on this guy, and uh, he's someone that I think that can sustain this value at least until DeAndre Hopkins comes back, and then we'll have to see. Right on, right on, right on. Well, let's keep on rolling 25 through 36 real quick. Yeah, Cooper uh, Cup's we... all the way down here at 25. He had a rushing touchdown that saved his day, but otherwise only four catches for 44 yards. It's as slow as you'll see. He's still got 16-some points, so it's like if that's the worst he's going to do, that's still pretty damn right. good. Joshua Palmer, Josh Reynolds, Michael Pittman's all the way down here at 28. He still had a decent stat line, though. He caught uh, eight of his nine targets for 72 yards. There's no touchdown today. Yeah, then... I like the volume, though. Yeah. Alan Lazard's here at number 29, Drake London at 30, Stephon Diggs at 31. He left with an injury, too, I believe, but he had a decent stat line, seven catches for 74 yards. T. Higgins at 32, Devontae Adams at 33. That was a weird one. Like, that's back-to-back bad weeks for him, but he did catch a touchdown today like he did last week, so good to still see him being used in the red zone. Juju Smith-Schuster's at 34. Amon Ross St. Brown is at 35. He missed some time with an injury, too. So I think he came back and was fine, but you know held him back a little bit. Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, someone who'd been going off. He's all the way down here. But again, like seven catches, three rushes. Like, again, good volume. So I'm not too worried about that. Ayuk and Debo are... 38 and 39 jamar chase is all the way down here at 40 i'm not going to go any further there's obviously some guys that are down here that will have better weeks you just got to hold out hope there's a lot of big names in this group actually so yeah um, there's a lot of names down here so but that's what happens you know all these receivers at the top you know like two-thirds of them or you know three-quarters of them don't belong in the top 12 so all those guys yeah. that are supposed to be in the top 12 are all going to get pushed down somewhere. So that was just one of those weird weeks in fantasy where that's where we were at. Uh, Red, yes, let's start sir. with the tight ends. Why don't, you, why don't you take it from the top? From Mark Andrews on the back of two touchdowns, but he did have eight catches, 89 yards, 28.9 fantasy points. Joku we covered in the recap episode, but he did finish Thursday night with 23.9 fantasy points. Travis Kelsey, big surprise, finishing in the top three yet again. Four catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Conklin, man, over here getting all targets. I think he finished with like seven, eight, and nine targets the last three weeks. So he's definitely someone to be picking up. Joe Flacco is consistently looking his way. But he finished today, eight catches, 84 yards, uh, 16.4 fantasy points. Jelani Woods, literally two catches, two touchdowns, 13 yards. Uh, dynasty leagues, you could probably go pick them up in your dynasty leagues, but other than that, don't chase the points. Kyle Pitts finished with 13.7, 87 receiving guards. Good to see him kind of pick it up a little bit. Will Disley on the back of a touchdown, 12.4 fantasy points. Jordan Akins with Houston finished eighth, 12.1. Dallas Goddard on the back of a touchdown finished with 11.6 fantasy points. Jeff Swaim. Three catches, 19 yards, touchdown. Hawkinson, another touchdown-dependent guy, 10.8 fantasy points. And Zach Ertz didn't finish with the touchdown. It was nice to see 10 targets, 45 yards. He caught six passes, 10.5 fantasy points. That's about normal for the tight end position. A lot of touchdown-dependent guys. 
Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, Mark Andrews back here at the top again. Travis Kelsey's in the top three. Um, so those those guys are locked and loaded. But yeah, kind of another weird week for tight end, uh, kind of like the receivers. A lot of guys floating up here at the top, like Tyler Conklin, Jelani Woods, Will Disley, Jordan Akins, Jeff Swaim. Like, you're not going to play most of these guys or not even going to carry some of these guys. So um, it was good to see David Njoku had the nice game on Thursday night. He's all the way up here as the number two tight end. And then, yeah, uh, Kyle Pitts bouncing back. He had the five catches for 87 yards on eight targets. That was a relief. He still hasn't caught a damn touchdown, though. And after only getting one last year, I'm getting a little impatient. But um, he's uh, – I was a little – I didn't know what to expect from Drake London coming out because the – you know, they switched from Matt Ryan to Mariota, so downgraded quarterback. London's coming off the ankle injury himself, coming out of USC. I figured he'd be fully healthy, but you never know. They might slow play him a little bit, get him, you know, get his feet wet. But he seems to be a pretty involved part of the Atlanta offense, which is actually, I think, good for Pitts because that's just going to take away, you know, coverage from him because Pitts is almost more like a more of a receiver than tight end. So um, it was good to see him have, you know, Pitts have a nice day. Um, yeah, obviously Goddard, Hawk, Zach Ertz. These are guys that we kind of expect to float in that mid to low tight end one range. So that all kind of fits right there. How about our next yeah. group? Uh, do we really want to go through the next group? Ah, or just a couple, you just... couple names. Okay, like... we'll go through 18. We'll go through 18. Yeah, I'm saying like I'm looking at a couple names here that, that stick out. Uh, yeah, so number 13, Cameron Brait finished five catches, 52 yards, targeted six times. Higby... Four, four uh, receptions, 61 yards, targeted four times. So he caught all of his targets. It's good to see. Uh, Robert Tunyon finished number 15, six catches, 37 yards, targeted seven times. That's good to see. Caught majority of his, 85% of his passes. If you really want to break it down, Josh Oliver, two receptions, kind of on the back of a touchdown, finished with eight fantasy points. That was number 16, Foster Moreau. He's someone I really like if Darren Waller will, uh, gets hurt, but still finished five, uh, targeted five times, caught three passes, 44 yards, 7.4 fantasy points. And our boy George Kittle, 6.8 fantasy points, four catches, 28 yards. Uh, kind of a low volume passing game from Jimmy Garoppolo. Didn't really look too good tonight. So um, probably better days moving forward for George Kittle as Garoppolo gets kind of settled into the offense, kind of gets, you know, oh, I'm the starter, you know. He'll be fine. So yeah, and um, something to consider too is that this was George Kittle's first game of the year. He was dealing with that calf injury the first two weeks of the season, so he's getting his own, you know, feet wet, so to speak. Um, I, I don't want to go through like the, the rest of these titans. I just want to point out a couple names. Like Pat Fryermuth is at twenty three. Uh, Darren Waller's all the way down here at twenty eight. Gerald Everett, who's been pretty good this year, is all the way at thirty one. Um, I don't think I'm going to go any past that. So these are a couple guys that are ranked pretty low this week that I would expect to to have better weeks. So something to just keep in the back of your mind. Um, kickers, we only had like one like really standing above everyone else. Greg Zerline of the Jets. So congrats. Um, not really going to go through them. I think more mostly just want to talk about a couple of the elite defenses. The Eagles finished with 19 points, number one. Uh, Denver's is at number two. Well, they tied for number one i guess they had 19 points Bengals with 18 eagles defense in two leagues yeah i had them going i had them going in a couple leagues too so um yeah denver with 19 cincinnati with 18 carolina with 16 green bay with 14 kind of gets a little more you know like a lot of 
a lot of teams scored a similar amount at that point. So just something to acknowledge. We'll we'll get to the matchups during the week, and you can decide which defenses to use. But that is basically it. Just want to do a Monday or Sunday night review about all the the games today or all the top players, and then we'll be back tomorrow to do waiver wire kind of episode. We'll wrap up Monday night and get moving on to week four of the NFL season. Here we are, almost twenty five percent of the way through the regular season. Which I guess if you count it for us, because uh, we only played through week 17. We're, yeah, we're at like a quarter of the way through the fantasy season after this next week. So it's going to be interesting. Before we go, do you need anything on Monday night? Like Monday Night Miracle, CD Lamb needs to score X amount of points for you. What do you need to happen tomorrow night? Um, I got a couple things. So in one league, let me see. Um, I think I've basically figured it out. Like I need CD lamb to have a big game and Ezekiel Elliott to mostly do okay. And then I think one or two leagues, I've got Barkley who I'm hoping to go off. So, um, but like one of these leagues, I'm definitely going to beat him in. I'm not really worried about there's this other one right here that like, yeah, I've got Zeke, but I'm playing against Zeke a little bit. So like, I don't want him to do too much. Um, it's funny. I play my younger brother in two leagues and one of them, I'm going to beat him by like a quarter of a point, And the other one, we're like three point difference right now, but he's oh, done it, he, but he's done. And I still have Zeke and Sterling Shepard going in. So, um, I should have an opportunity to, to take him out. And then, um, I feel like there was one other guy, maybe. No, I think I mentioned it. CD lamb. I need to see lamb to have the big game and Zeke to just do. Okay. Yep. There's one league where, um, I have like a really, really good dynasty team in uh, Mike Grantham and uh, Ray Jay-Z. He actually passed away uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but man, that was rough. In, yeah, but uh, in their dynasty league, I, I just have this monster team and I'm down seven points and I have CD Lamb. So um, just kind of an off week for me. Justin Herbert had a bad game. Um, he was kind of on that cartilage rib injury. So. Swift was off. I started Dobbins. Justin Jefferson was a flop. Um, Mike Williams, when you can consider a flop. So just a bad week overall. But as long as Lamb can get me eight fantasy points, I'll remain undefeated and be happy still. Yes, sir. Right on. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. And then we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Keep hitting us up on social media with any questions. And... um... I've been getting a lot of questions, a lot of start sit questions, like right before game time. So yeah, I know. Every Unfortunately, I, I said, to, yeah, I told my uncle to bench Chris Olave this week. So Eesh. I don't remember who I don't remember who it was for. I have to check in, but he hasn't called me or texted me to cuss me out. So it probably worked <laughs> in our favor. So <laughs> right on. All right, guys. Well, until tomorrow. Um, drink your milk, drink your beer, drink your coffee, whatever it is that's in your cup, and we'll see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.